Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours it is another edition of phillies today i'm your host james seltzer it is wednesday july the 13th and we come off a frustrating loss last night in canada to the toronto blue jays the phillies lose four to three a game that you know felt like they could have had felt like a game that was there for the taking and uh, just, uh, you know, one mistake too many, one one Juris Familia outing too many. Um, and look, it's a bullpen game. You're going up against Jose Berrios, who is obviously, as we saw, 13 strikeouts over six, you know, a damn good pitcher. Um, you know, you go in expecting that it's likely you'll lose that game. And, and when it's um, when it's as close as it is, when you're in it as much, when... George Springer is making insane diving, flying catches off of Kyle Schwarber to save runs and save hits. You know, it's not your night. <laughs> and it wasn't the Phillies' night last night, and they fall 4-3 to three in Toronto. The Phillies have now lost three straight games. They are four games above five hundred, and for the first time in like a week or whatever, no longer in the playoffs. If the season ended today, the Cardinals win late last night in extras. Um, and the Phillies are now not a playoff team all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, that's going to happen. It's, uh, it's July 13th. We're going to go back and forth. It's going to be a tight race. That's, you know, what we've talked about a lot, the idea that the Phillies are far from a team that's going to run away with anything. And I personally don't think they're a team that's going to fall out of it. I I think we're going to be dealing with the ins and outs of, of in and out of the playoff, you know, for, for the rest of the season, mostly. Um, I'm not panicking. You know, I think you lose three in a row. Phillies, I think a lot of people, as we've talked about so much, when Bryce Harper went down, you know, kind of felt like, well, you know, that's it, and, and that's the season. And then the Phillies kept finding ways to win some series and to win some games and to to you know, fight and all that and, and it brings people back. And now I think that sinking feeling is returning. You know, they've lost three straight for the first time in (laughs) a long, long time. 
And, you know, they, um, I think, you know, that game in St. Louis on Monday, the last game of that series really felt like a deflating baseball game with the bone injury and just the, the way the team didn't really show up for that one, the way Aaron Nola looked for the first time in a long time, like, you know, Aaron Nola from the last few seasons instead of the Aaron Nola we'd seen so far and been so excited about so far this season. Um, so I think, you know, people starting to get a little nervous and I get it. And look, this is an important week of baseball. We've talked about it. You know, they, they need to win two or three in Miami. They need Zach Wheeler tonight. You know, you don't want to go into the all-star break, you know, coming off this disappointing stretch after such a strong, strong month and a half of baseball to, you know, to, to kind of fumble the ball, so to speak, going right into the end zone being the, the break that you have for a week would be incredibly frustrating. You know, it would be, especially with all the, the strides and gains we've made with this team and believing in this team and, you know, believing that this team can can win games. And I get it. I get it. I understand why people would start to be concerned, why you'd start to say, Phillies, this is the team I know. I mean, we have so much sense memory of sadness and of depression and of blown games and of gut punch losses and of not trusting the Phillies. You know, it's, it's been ingrained in us over the last 11 years. It is, Re uh, reconstituted our chemistry when it comes to being a Phillies fan. Oh seven to eleven was was almost a um, and not almost it was an anomaly in our Phillies fandom. Certainly for people my age, and and by the end of that run, you started to get used to you know going into a season and saying, "All right, let's go in a Hondo. You know, to, let's just get through the regular season and then let's make a run because that's what this team's going to do." And you got comfortable with that. And then you know, for the last eleven years, the you know small uh, connections our brain had made to oh the Phillies they're good, or oh I trust the Phillies, or oh they'll come through, have been completely severed and reconstituted as this oh they're going to blow it. Oh, they're going to hurt me. Oh, they're going to find a way to screw this up. I mean, that that's that's how we feel about the Phillies. And that's honestly, I think, how most Phillies fans feel deep down in their core and their soul because of what we've witnessed the last 11 years and certainly the last five years since 2018 when they've been, you know, quote unquote competitive, where they've been in it into September, you know, and then and then. It's ended the way we know it's ended. Again, they've only been over 500 once, and it was 82 and 80 last year. So, you know, I think we've we've trained ourselves to to you know put up some um, some armor, so to speak, to be ready for those gut punches when they come, and be mentally and emotionally prepared to stomach them. Pun intended. Um, you know, I, I think we've created uh, that. That's how we've we've formed ourselves, and and rightfully so, because those punches have come and come and come, and you, know, you can only take so many body blows before you're knocked out. So, um, I, I, you know, it makes sense that we would create these these type of, um, you know, barriers towards allowing ourselves to to fully buy in. And 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 right now, I get it. Again, look, they're, they're you know three three straight losses out of the playoffs right now, all that stuff. But I am squarely in the relax. It's okay. 
they were going to lose three games in a row at some point. They were not going to go the rest of the season winning two out of every three or you know one out of every three minimum. Like it wasn't going to happen. They were going to go on a little bit of, of of a lull here, and you know you hope that this is the lull, and then you know they can that it's small and short lived, and they can win three of uh, the next four, so to speak. You know, and and look, if they win three of the next four. We're good. You know, I think you head in the All-Star break feeling good again. You know, if they can win tonight and take two or three in, in Miami, I'm cool, man. I said at the beginning of the week, five games this week, two in Toronto, three in Miami, win five, win three of five. That's all I need. That's all I need to feel good. That's all I need. And that is still squarely in front of them, obviously. You know, assuming they can go into Miami and win two of three is a dangerous assumption with the Philadelphia Phillies the last few years. But um, I still believe in this team. I believe that they're going to go out and add to this team. I believe that you know this team is is right there in it, that this season is about the playoffs. It's about making the playoffs. It's the reason they fired Joe Girardi. It's, and obviously they should have done it earlier. We all know that. But I, I, I don't think they wanted to do anything like that. You know, the way Dombrowski talked, it seemed like firing a manager in season was, you know, something you'd be flouted to believe in almost. And, you know, for them to make that move is is absolutely a symbol that, you know, they believe that this season is is about making the playoffs and that they're willing to do what it takes to make the playoffs. And and I think that's going to extend to the trade deadline and to moves being made. And this team has to prove that they're worth it and they have done so. And look, I talked a lot yesterday, you know, while there are bigger moves on the table and I do think that this team is worth investing into a certain point. Again, look, the Phillies, for the first time in a long time, have four players in Baseball America's Top 100. They just came out with the list. The Phillies have four players, it, which is which is shocking. I feel like it's been forever since we had four players in their Top 100. As, uh, you know, Andrew Painter's number 38 in all baseball. Mick Abel, 66. Logan Oppie, 92. And Griff McGarry, 99. Four players in the Top 100. Now, look, do I want to trade any of those four guys? Not particularly. But I will, particularly Logan Ohapi, you know, with Romuto here for three years, like it or not, you know, if I can get something real for Ohapi, why, why wouldn't I try and do that? And 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 even outside of that, the point I made yesterday holds true. I mean, you look at the way the Braves won the World Series last year, the three big moves they made, Eddie Rosario, Jack Peterson, and Jorge Soler, literally cost them nothing. The three guys who were their biggest playoff performers, the World Series MVP, the playoff MVP, and Jock Peterson, who was the heart and soul of that club, along with Freddie Freeman, you know, they all got him for nothing. Like, they gave up a, a prospect for Peterson, uh, a low-level one, and they got the other guys for cash. They bought Eddie Rosario. Dude, who hit like 400 for them. They bought him for cash. That was it. That's the thing is there are ways you can supplement this club. They don't have to go crazy. They can make smart fringe moves. We haven't had a lot of luck with those type of moves in recent years, but you know Dave Dombrowski is supposed to be good at this, right? That's what Dave's all about. It's time for Dave Dombrowski to earn his money. Mr. Trades guy. Mr. Take a team from here and make him a World Series contender. Let's go, buddy. Dombrowski's on the clock as far as I'm concerned. And I think he should be looking for both the bigger move and the smaller fringe moves. Add to this team. Make this team better. Supplement things. Because they're in it. And you look at these other teams. It's not like these other teams are freaking juggernauts. Like the Cardinals are not a juggernaut. We just watched them. Is there a single guy outside of Arenado and Goldschmidt on their team you're scared of? Pitching or hitting? 
mean, I like some guy. Like, Tommy Edmond's a nice baseball player. I'm not scared of Tommy Edmond. Miles Mikolas. We just saw him. Dude's having a great year. I'm not scared of that guy. I'll take Zach Wheeler versus Miles Mikolas a thousand times out of a thousand. And out, other than last night, you know, Aaron Nola versus Wainwright's a fair one, too. Now, you know, I'd rather have Wainwright in September October, but we'll see what Nola can do. If the Phillies supplement things a little bit here, they are they are right there. They are a playoff-type team, and just because they've lost three games in a row in the middle of July or beginning of July doesn't mean that I'm going to completely abandon what I believed a week ago. Plus, Bryce Harper will come back at some point. Plus, Gene Segura will come back at some point. Plus, Ranger Suarez will come back at some point. Plus, Zach Eflin will come back at some point. Those last two sooner. It's not time to bail on this team. I believe that. All right, let's look back at last night, and then we'll get into some other things coming up with the Phils. Uh, let's dive in, though. Last night, uh, again, just a, you know, it was a really frustrating loss. It did feel at times like the Phillies had a chance in this game, had a chance to kind of steal one here with the bullpen game. Um, as, you know, bullpen-wise, Bilotti struggled in the first inning, gives up two runs uh, down in a hole, 2 nothing. Mark Appel did a really nice job. Three innings, gives up one run um, late. To, you know, down to, to his final out of that, you know, two and two thirds in, runner on second just gives up a double, um, a frustrating one, and then and then Familia goes in and third gives up a run. I, I just I can't stand him. I can't stand him on my team. Four hits in an inning and a third gives up the what ultimately would be the winning run in a three three ball game gives up a double. Ground rule double to left field. Now to be fair, look, uh, Schwarber went for it. Schwarber. Didn't get it. I think a good left fielder makes that play. I think an average left fielder maybe does, comes close to it. Um, sucked for Appel, though. I thought Appel pitched really well. Uh, Knable came in with, with the bases loaded and one out and gets out of it. He was awesome. Really, really phenomenal getting two outs there. Or gave, uh, uh, he had a runners on second, third, walked a guy and still got out of it. Uh, Jose Alvarado, nice clean inning. Mac, uh, Michael Kelly, clean inning. Bats just didn't get it done. 0 for 4 for Schwarbs, 0 for 4 from Hoskins, as we've known lately with that. Um, you know, when that, that type of night happens for those two guys, you're probably not going to win, as unfortunate as that is. Stoddy, big night, hit a home run, 2 for 4, a couple runs scored. Um, Oduba had a nice hit. Stubbsy had a nice hit. Um, just not enough. You know, the team got seven hits, scored three runs, 14 strikeouts on the night for the Phillies, and that's a, a big part of what did them in as... Um, you know, it's hard to compete with 14 strikeouts. It's tough, it's tough to do. And uh, and the Phillies just didn't have it last night. You know, they just, it was it was a game that they had within their grasp. They had a chance to steal it, and they just couldn't, you know, kind of close their fingers around it and, and hang on, so to speak. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating. It makes tonight, a, uh, you know, as close to a must-win game as you can have on July 13th is the type of game it is last tonight with Zach Wheeler on the hill. Knowing that you went to Toronto for this, knowing you're going to Miami for the last weekend before the All-Star break, it's just such a massive game. And look, you know, there's no, no one else you'd rather have on the hill. Wheeler's been you know one of the best pitchers in baseball, also pitching off that All-Star snub. So you hope that he goes out there and just deals tonight. And I expect him to. I expect the Phillies to win tonight. So I'm not panicking. I expect them to win tonight. I expect them to go take two or three in Miami, and that's crazy to say, but I do. I trust this team more than most, it appears. And um, I'm not going to let three straight losses, especially two of them are games they had. I mean, the, the two, four, three losses in there where you're right in it. I mean, it's a good baseball teams. It's going to happen. 
It's going to happen. And look, again, I, I acknowledge that it's going to be a damn close race this year. That we might look up at the end of the season, the Phillies missed it by two games, a game. And we're going to look back at games that they blew and say, damn it, we had it. But I still think this team's good. I think they're good enough to compete. I think they're going to be in it. And I think they're going to add. Look, help on the way. Camargo and Maton coming back. They're on rehab assignments. That's huge. You know, we saw where this team's at last night. I mean, you got to... You know, when you have to basically, you know, start Matt Veerling at third base, and I like Matt there. It's great that he could play it, but, I mean, that, they don't have a choice right now, and that's that's a bad spot to be in. You know, they are hamstrung. And that's the thing. I mean, imagine if Harper doesn't go down. Imagine if Segura doesn't go down. I mean, how good do we feel about this team right now? We must, We would be out of our minds with excitement. They'd definitely be playing better. So... Um, all right, we'll look ahead in a minute again to tonight and uh, and the rest of the week. A couple quick notes first. Shout out to Rob Thompson. Uh, I found this shocking that Rob Thompson is the first Canadian to manage a game in his home country. That is shocking. I, I, I Just not a lot of Canadian managers, that means. I mean, that's the big takeaway because, you know, um, we have Toronto and we had Montreal for a while, so... Um, you know, we've had interleague play for the vast majority since the Expos did not exist. So it just really, really tells me not a lot of Canadian managers in baseball. Very cool for Rob Thompson. I'm sure it's a unique, cool moment, especially for someone who, you know, gets his first gig at 68. Someone who is a baseball lifer, a grinder, someone who, you know, never knew or thought he might get this opportunity to begin with. To, to have this chance to manage a game in his home country like that, that must have been a, a real special moment for Rob Thompson and certainly worth worth mentioning because it is very, very cool and um and respect. Um, all right, speaking of Canada too, one other thing. We mentioned it yesterday, but just to, to reiterate the the JT Romuto comments and again, forgetting even the the you know vaccination part of this. Everyone knows where I stand. I'm vaccinated and boosted. I'm happy I am and and I understand that people are going to make their own decisions and, you know, we're not going to yell at each other about it. Um, I feel how I feel um, strongly. But, um, and look, I know that he didn't mean it that way, but I mean, dude, when you're making the amount of money you make, you got to be smarter about how you say things. You can't say $260,000 is nothing. It's just a little bit of money. Like, you can't say that. You can't. I understand that to you, that's just a little bit of money. I get it. It's two games. How absurd is that? How ridiculous? How how hard to believe is it that that guy, for what he does on a baseball field, makes $260,000 for two games? <laughs> it's crazy. It's just, that was crazy. It's like bat bleep crazy um but i get it you know it is what it is and i get that for him you know two two game paycheck is nothing nothing for this guy over the life of his contract so i get it but bro it ain't nothing to us man i it, uh, years to make that kind of money for me and for a lot of people listening i'm sure you know so you just you got to be smarter especially in this situation where you know you're already whether or not people agree with you or disagree with you, and again, I'm sure there are people on both sides of that, regardless of what those people think, like you are not helping your team in this spot. There is no arguing that. 
There's no arguing that you can't say you're there for your team in this spot because you're not. You're at home while they're in Toronto. And again, we're not getting into all the political stuff of it, but just the idea of, of you're not there right now. So that's the reason you're giving up the money is to not be there with your team. And then you just can't say stuff like that. You just can't demean what $260,000 is to all of us. That's all, okay? And I know he didn't mean to. I really don't think he meant to like do it that way. But that's what he did. It's what he did. It's what he said. And he's got to own it. And you've got to remember in the future not to be so callous and careless with his words. Because a lot of us took that personally and took that in a way where it's like, how do you not have more humility for what you get, for what you are? And again, I'm not someone who ever rips player salaries. Like, I think every single player should make every dollar they get. I have no problem with $300 million contracts, $400 million contracts. None. These guys are the product. They should be making that kind of money. The owners make so much more. I am 100% pro player. I think players should get every dime they can and they earn it and they deserve it. And look, not every contract works out and all that, but I will never, ever begrudge a player for money, ever. I think they deserve it. They are worth what the market says they're worth. That's that's America, right? And this sport makes a ton of money and they're the reason for it. So I'm good with it. Like, get your money, get your contracts. But don't forget that you're not in the real world when it comes to that stuff. That you're not here with us. That for us, $260,000 is multiple years of working, of going to work every day grinding of of whatever it is depending on what your job is so just remember that and i i need jt to learn this lesson to remember this next time he's in a similar scenario and remember that you know two hundred sixty thousand dollars is not just a little bit of money to us and that you know we're going to take it a little personally when you say something like that that's all and i think that's fair i feel very confident with it all right um one other thing, and then we'll look at a uh, quick shout out to Kyle Schwarber, everyone's favorite Philly right now, my favorite, that's for sure. And um, the the mammothly important task that he has in front of him, the the cross that he must bear. Kyle Schwarber announced yesterday on Instagram that he will be partaking in this year's home run derby, and that's awesome. Very excited to see Schwarbs in it. Super fun to see that guy in the home run derby. We've all seen the power. I've said might be the most effortless power I've ever seen from a Philadelphia Phillies player. You know, it's right there. He's on pace to lead the National League in home runs. He is leading the National League in home runs. He's, you know, trending towards close to 50. I mean, the dude's having a, a monster home run season. Is a monster home runner, one of the best in the sport. More importantly, he has to beat Pete Alonzo. Enough of this guy. Enough of it. I can't stand Pete Alonso. He is my least favorite player in baseball right now because he's just such an annoying loser. He is such a loser. And there is no bigger loser version of Pete Alonso than home run derby Pete Alonso with his stupid headphones on and his stupid dancing and his stupid acting like he won the freaking World Series. I get it. The home run derby, it's cool. You win money, like, good for you. Like, not, not criticizing that, but like, dude, 
You're literally jumping around like you're a psychopath. Like you won the World Series. And you already won the Home Run Derby. Like act like you've been there before. Even outside of that point. Like enough of it. I can't. I can't stand it. I can't see this guy win another Home Run Derby. I'm so anti-Pete Alonso in the Home Run Derby. Kyle Schwarber, you have such an important task in front of you. You are, are saddled with this. You got to beat the guy. For Philadelphia, for America, for baseball fans, you got to beat Pete Alonzo. You have to. The guy has to go down. We all hate him. We particularly hate him in the home run derby. Just not a fan, okay? So, you know, please, buddy, please, 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 please do it for us. I need Kyle Schwarber to beat Pete Alonzo. I need it so desperately bad. So, Schwarbs, please, buddy, do it for me. Do it for everyone in Philly. We just desperately need you. We desperately need you. I can't do the Pete Alonzo thing again. All right, looking ahead. Such a big game tonight. Just massive. Zach Wheeler on the hill against Ross Stripling. Stripling's a really nice pitcher, but nice job for the Blue Jays with the Dodgers prior to that. Good pitcher. He ain't Zach Wheeler, all right? He ain't Zach Wheeler. He's not close to Zach Wheeler. Need Zach Wheeler tonight. Then the day off, you head to Miami. It is Kyle Gibson, Aaron Nolan. We're not sure about that last start. Unfortunately, it's Sandy Alcantara and Trevor Rogers in the first two. So, Alcantara versus Gibson. This is a huge game tonight. Phillies need Zach Wheeler in the biggest of ways because you got Sandy Alcantara coming up on Friday in that first game of the series. So, please, Zach, we need you, buddy. We need a couple big hits and a Zach Wheeler shutdown. Need it. And I think we get it. Either way, whatever happens, we will be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. 
a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 